The Fatima Center presents the monthly devotions of Holy Mother Church by Father Shannon Collins. During the month of July, Holy Mother Church turns our attention to the precious blood of our Savior. Its particular feast day is July 1st. In the month of July, Holy Mother Church focuses her attention upon the most precious blood of our Lord. And so let us consider that precious stream that flowed forth from the wounds of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Blood of Jesus, help me, and every need let me come to thee with humble trust, saying, Blood of Jesus, help me. And all my doubts, perplexities, and temptations, blood of Jesus, help me. In hours of loneliness, weariness, and trials, blood of Jesus, help me. And the failure of my plans and hopes and disappointments, troubles and sorrows, blood of Jesus, help me. When others fail me and thy grace alone can assist me, blood of Jesus, help me. When I throw myself on the tender love as my Father and Savior, blood of Jesus, help me. When I feel impatient and my cross irritates me, blood of Jesus, help me. When I am ill and my head and hands cannot work and I am lonely, blood of Jesus, help me. Always, always, in spite of weakness, falls, and shortcomings of every kind, blood of Jesus, help me and never forsake me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. St. John the Math was a holy man who lived back in the late Middle Ages. As a young man, John headed off to school. Also, he had been trained in the military, which included the use of weapons and riding horses. But St. John DeMathis' main focus was on works of mercy and prayer. And eventually this virtuous nobleman studied philosophy and theology and was ordained a priest of God. And at his first Holy Mass, St. John DeMathis promised to devote himself to the task of ransoming and freeing Christian slaves from Muslim slave markets. This redemption and ransom of captives was and is considered a great work of mercy. For not only freed the bodies of our brothers in the faith, but also freed the souls of Christians from potential apostasy, from falling into errors, the errors of Islam in particular. Soon, St. John the Math was heading off into Muslim areas to ransom captives. At that time, and even now, such a mission was most dangerous for a follower of Christ. Islam, as we well know, is a very carnal and violent false religion. And its aggressive tendencies are obvious. But St. John de Math was not afraid. He ended up redeeming hundreds and hundreds of Christian slaves and strongly encouraged other poor Christian slaves to keep the faith while in captivity. And so angry are the Muslims at this noble priest that they sabotaged his ship that was returned to Europe with 120 freed slaves. They damaged the rudder and ripped up all the sails. And St. John de Mathis simply trusted in divine providence. He prayed for safety and he placed coats and pants in place of the sails and the ship made it safely back to European port. Now it's important to realize that this priest of God needed a lot of funding to pay for Christian captives trapped in Muslim slave markets. 
And so in order to raise money, he placed his whole enterprise under the patronage of Our Lady, in particular under the title Our Lady of Good Remedy. The icon or the image of Our Lady of Good Remedy is easily noticed, for the Mother of God is seen holding a money purse in one hand, and yes, the infant God in the other hand. This holy image of Our Lady Good Remedy not only informs us that we are to go to her in our financial needs, but she also holds the very price of our salvation. She holds the Redeemer, the Son of God, in her very hands, the ransom that will set us free. 2,000 years ago, the Son of God entered into this world. He became man. He became a slave in order to set us free. He visited, if you will, the slave market of this world to pay a ransom price for us who were being held captive by Satan and the crushing debt of sin. And the good Lord paid this price not in gold or silver pieces like St. John de Mapha, but rather in the most precious drops of his blood. As the sacred scriptures record with the Lord, there is mercy and fullness of redemption. The ultimate ransom price that was paid in order to satisfy the divine justice is located in the purse of Mary's immaculate womb. Yes, in this sacred treasury, the Son of God took to himself a real human soul, real human flesh, and yes, real human blood. And during this month of July, Holy Church focuses her attention on devotion to the most precious blood of Christ. Any true, good, and pious devotion is founded upon Catholic doctrine. Holy popes, sacred councils, and holy saints have always taught that the blood of Christ is properly given worship and adoration. Due to the teaching of the Incarnation, and also something called the hypostatic union, we know that the person of Christ, the individual, is not human, but rather divine. The blood of Christ, therefore, is literally the blood of God himself, blood which he personally united himself to. Every part, every inch of the sacred humanity of Christ is owed worship. But adoring his blood is obviously most appropriate as it is a sign of life. Life poured out in atonement for our sins. A holy hemorrhaging, which acts as a ransom price to the Heavenly Father. But that precious blood also gives life to the mystical body of Christ and to the Church's holy sacraments, especially seen in the spiritual inebriation received by those who take part in his blood and the Holy Eucharist. As one church document states, quote, the value of the blood of Christ on account of its union with the word of God is so great that one little drop would have sufficed to have the redemption of a whole human race. In other words, even the circumcision of Christ at eight days old could have saved countless fallen universes. Father Frederick Faber, the famous English oratorian priest had a great devotion to the most precious blood and he expressed his piety in a wonderful hymn in its honor. It's called Glory Be to Jesus. And one stanza of that hymn reads the following, quote, Abel's blood for vengeance pleaded to the skies, but the blood of Jesus for our pardon cries. 
we know from the historical and errant book of Genesis that Abel's sacrifice of the best of his flock was better and more pleasing to God than the ordinary offering of Cain, his brother. And out of a malicious envy, the first murder, the sin of fratricide, the killing of a brother occurred. And Cain, the Bible states, talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and killed his brother. The very blood of Abel cried out from the ground for vengeance against the murderer, Cain. But the good Lord dealt with this horrendous crime in a very interesting way. Namely, he marked Cain, literally marked Cain with an identifiable sign that could be seen. A sign that would not only protect Cain from retaliation, but would also mark him as a wanderer, a vagrant apart from society, an exile in the land of Nod. On the other hand, the blood of Christ prefigured and foreshadowed in that blood of Abel, cries out for pardon and mercy. Christ's blood sacrifice was a propitiatory offering that brought about forgiveness. The Jewish high priests, as we read in the scriptures, and yes, the Jewish mob on Good Friday, sought to condemn the innocent lamb. And when Pontius Pilate stated that he did not want to condemn innocent blood, the Jewish mob embraced responsibility. They cried out, may his blood be upon us and upon our children. In a way, the blood of Christ became a mark of Cain upon the Jews. Such a cursed mark upon them would bring about the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple in the year 70 AD, and would make them a wandering and exiled people. But if they would turn to the Lord, if they would look upon him whom they have pierced and would mourn for their sins, the mark of Cain would soon become a mark of Abel. For the most precious blood would bring them conversion, forgiveness, and the innocence of Christ. Hence, good St. Peter preached the need for repentance on Pentecost Sunday, and 3,000 Jews repented of their crime of deicide and they were baptized into Christ and his mystical body. What a curse, a horrible malediction, can immediately become a blessing, a benediction. For the blood of Christ can turn children of wrath into the adopted children of God the Father. In fact, we want the blood of Christ to be upon us and upon our children. Through the sacraments, mark us and our children with his holy blood at baptism. Heal us with that blood in the confessional and spiritually inebriate us with that blood in the Holy Eucharist. Because Cain's can become Abel's. For our crime of fratricide, our crucifying Christ, our brother, has been turned to our advantage. From wanderers, Exile from the Garden of Eden, vagrants further dispersed from God and each other at the time of the Tower of Babel. We become united with God and man as the most precious blood courses through the veins of the mystical body of Christ. In the ancient times of Noah, floodwaters destroyed the iniquity of the world. But on Good Friday, the flow of blood and water from the heart of the side of Christ floods the world with an ocean of mercy. But woe to us. Woe to us 
if we waste this blood. Waste this blood that has ransomed and redeemed us. For like the Jews of old, it could easily become a mark of Cain, condemning us to be like Judas, who betrayed innocent blood for 30 pieces of silver and purchased hell in the process. In the short, Abel's can devolve into Cain's, marked with condemnation if we waste the blood. We need devotion to the most precious blood of Jesus, not only to show the mercy of the Son of God who satisfy the divine justice, but also to see the horrors of sin and what it cost the Son of God and Son of Mary. When one misses Holy Mass on Sunday through his own fault, we don't see any bruises. When we hurt someone's reputation by what we have said, we don't see any bloody cuts, lacerations. When people have relations outside of holy wedlock, they often remark that no one's getting hurt. Do we want to see how bad our sins really are? Look at the bloody body of Christ hanging upon the holy wood of the cross. How can we continue to tear our neighbor apart through detraction when Christ's sacred flesh was torn apart at the scourging? How can we possibly continue to drink heavily, even to the point of drunkenness, when Christ cried out, I thirst from the cross? How can we continue in our greed to deprive the worker of a just wage when Christ was sold for silver by that avaricious thief named Judas? How can we continue to walk the way of Cain when one far more innocent than Abel bleeds for each of our sins? Through our devotion to the most precious blood, we hope to increase our love for Christ and to prevent us from adding to his pain anymore. You see, our sins today travel back in time and they reach our Lord on Holy Thursday night and Good Friday. The sins we commit today make his bloody sweat in the garden that much more burdensome. Our vicious behaviors last week added to his pain at his scourging and at his crucifixion, even though it was 2,000 years ago. But the extent of our work ought to go beyond the notion of sinning a bit less. We must seek to console him and to tell him that his bloody death was worth it. That making Cain's, or I should say making Abel's out of Cain's is very worthwhile. Because if my sins contributed to Christ's death to his bleeding, then it seems logical that my contrition and sorrow for these sins would soothe his wounded heart. If my malicious acts today caused him pain on that first Good Friday, then my acts of charity, my supernatural acts of love towards God and neighbor lessened his torture way back then. The more we grow in virtue, in humility, in generosity, in purity, in temperance, in charity, in faith, etc., the more bearable we make his bloody passion. And so let us lessen his pain. Let us soothe his wounded heart. Let us resolve to stop crucifying our loving Lord and Savior. Blood of Christ, save us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
We hope you have enjoyed this presentation brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. I invite you to visit our website, www.fatima.org. The love of Christ, most worthy of all glory and honor, save us.